depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, mental illness. What do these terms conjure for you? Do you have family and friends that are affected by mental illness? Are you struggling with mental illness? Please join Brian and I as we launch out into the loop and discuss this today. And it's a pretty important topic for me, so I really want to discuss it today on Curiosity Continuum. Hey everybody, this is Brian. And this is Josh. Thank you for joining us today on Curiosity Continuum. For those of you tuning in for the first time, Curiosity Continuum is a podcast and movement started by two lifelong friends who want to share our conversations with you that explore, examine, and reframe common practical topics that spark your curiosity, help you integrate information, and enhance your everyday contextual awareness in a constantly changing world. From there, you can listen to us, you can follow us on social media, you can interact and rate us, and we've had some great feedback, um, especially recently with some children, some adults, some everybody from all walks and really ages of life, and it's great. It's really wonderful to hear, for sure. So we're going to jump right in today, and we're talking about like living with mental illnesses and the stigma kind of a mental illness in society today. So Brian, what do you think of when you think of people with mental illness? I think growing up, I had a different mindset. It was like somebody who was crazy or somebody that had problems that were so very different than my own or somebody in my family. And I think uh, at that time, my family, everybody everybody has their stuff, and it's just the, the... type of stuff you have. But then there, obviously there are those that did, like my, my dad's side had some things going on particularly. And my own dad actually too, um, he passed of ALS in 2008. And yeah, part, of, yeah. part of the thing that went along with it though was a frontotemporal dementia, which we didn't know. So there's this subsection of ALS where the physical symptoms are highly accelerated, but then there's also things that happen that my mom didn't understand fully what was going on. And it wasn't like he was you know wandering off but like his food preferences changed and the way that he did things. Sure. He was a very, uh, you know, confident, peaceful guy. And he became yeah. very fearful on certain things and, and anxious. And that was never my dad. And so those type of things you go, it's not something that we're, somebody's trying to be that way. There's actually something that's going on that you need to, you know, you, they need help. Right. I mean, and that's, that's the whole thing. Like, I mean, I think Brian and I, we grew up in the late 80s, early 90s, mid 90s, all the way through the 90s we grew up. And mental illness was a real stigma. If you had mental illness or you actually in your family even, um, people kind of looked at you weird and they just kind of thought that maybe like you had a problem. Right. And it was it wasn't really understood. It wasn't really like if you had cancer, wouldn't you just want to go get treated for cancer? Yeah. If you had something like that. You would never say, well, that's your fault. Right. Right. But for right. something like, you know, hey, I have these thoughts or maybe I, there's other things going on. It's like, well, what's wrong with you? Right. It's like, I just told you what was wrong with me. Right. You know, right. why is that not an acceptable answer? <laughs> I know. And then, um, and that, that whole thing, like, is, it was a little hard for me to kind of like shake that whole idea, I think. my In my family, for example, my grandfather had mental illness. He was, he was a, a clinical, he was clinically depressed. He went. He was a World War II veteran. He had PTSD that was basically untreated for years, but he was also clinically depressed. He never slept a full night, um, probably until maybe like a few years before he died when he actually got treated for it. Wow. Yeah. I mean, he was always up. Him and my grandmother always had separate bedrooms, and I was always wondering why that was because he could never sleep. So he would sit up and huh. just watch TV in his own room. 
Yeah. So that, and that's like the kind of, he wasn't like sick, quote unquote. It was just, he just couldn't sleep. So he had like right. sleeping pills or whatever, because they didn't diagnose that the same way that they do yeah. today. If I think about the greatest generation uh, and my grandparents and especially like my grandpa's, Right. You know, they weren't like the most emotionally ooey gooey people. No, he wasn't either. They weren't like, they didn't feel the need to express feeling. Right. It was, I think it was from their parents. It was more like, if you did that, you had a problem. Yeah. Yeah. And then then you had the the boomers and that was when like, you know, they're starting to kind of break out from that. Right. And then you have that. And then you have our generation where it's like, oh, hey, so there's other things going on or we are aware there's other things are going on. Right. You know, now you have information that's a little bit more widely spread, a little bit more like if it's news media, you know, and you're getting more world news and all those right. kinds of things. It's becoming more of like a collective consciousness thing where everybody's starting to recognize this. Yeah. So from that, I just kind of want to like just pull it back just a little bit, like the feelings of this mental illness from him. You know, like I know that like he told me that it was just like this feeling of helplessness and like no one could understand what he was going through. Mm-hmm. So and I, I felt bad for him, especially as I got older. And I kind of knew that, you know, we had to help him or we had to do something for him. So, but he didn't really want that help. Yeah. You know, and he didn't, I don't think he ever really did. It was just kind of something that he got help for, like after it was recognized to a certain point where his doctor said, hey, you need this help. Mm -hmm. So he went, he went through that and he was, he got better. But unfortunately it was just a few years before he got ill and died. So. For example, like how this affected me more was that my mother also had clinical depression, like anxiety disorders and, and depression as well. Mm-hmm. So as, as a child growing up with that, that was intense. Yeah. You know, and um, I know like Brian probably doesn't really know that much about me that I know he knows my, my mom probably had some problems. Yeah. And my brother had problems too. Yep. And, um, and I don't think you know this, but I actually went to the hospital for 15 days when we were young. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, and um, I was diagnosed with mental illness as well. I have a clinical depression. So I this, dude? This was in sixth grade. When when I told you guys, all you guys, I went in the hospital because I had an asthma attack. Yeah. I was in the mental institution. That's what that was? Yeah, and um, I was actually in a mental ward of a hospital for 10 days. I never knew, man. And it was really intense for me. Um well, especially at sixth grade. I yeah, I was, like, else I was on. like 12 years old, you know, and that was, in, that was intense. Um, so, I mean, this was kind of like the whole point of this was saying that I'm living with it too. And I'm not on medication currently, and I haven't been for many years. I've been actually able to uh, like live with my anxiety and cope with it Yeah, in a way that, um, and, uh, and to be honest, this podcast has really helped me and our friendship has always helped me that I can reach out to you and talk to you or talk to other people. Yeah, man. So it's a, it's a good thing. And I'm kind of choking up a little bit because I, this is a really big step for me to tell Brian about this. And even my own wife, like she knows I have this and I deal with it, but I really work on it every day. And it's, it's an everyday struggle for me. Like when I get up in the morning, every single day, I feel like I should just stay home and not go to work, Mm. but I do. And I do it. I do the stuff I I love to do. I love to talk to people. And I really feel that's really part of my therapy mm-hmm. is to kind of like get out and just do it. And once I do it, I love it. Yeah. And um, like, like Brian came down just recently, actually a couple of days ago, <laughs> he came down to Florida. I loved it. 
and I and I, I love the whole idea, you know, everything with it. So um, I know this is kind of like a weird episode, but this I think is an important episode because it's me coming not really clean with Brian, but just kind of opening up a little more that this was something that deeply affected me even more than my family, but personally with me and how he's helped me. And I really feel blessed that he's been able to be with me on the journey, even though he didn't even know it. I love you, man. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know. It was, I think if I, if I think back now to some of the things, it makes a little bit more sense if you had to right. kind of Put mentally in the up to something. Yeah. Like how I like to be by myself and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And I still do that. I still love to be like, I'm really introverted. And that's part of the reason I think. Yeah. Um, and part of of me is like, I have to like be a little more open about it and the struggles I deal with it. Mm -hmm. And I also have to know that like, I'm not the only person that's dealing with this. Right. You know, like everybody who knows me deals with stuff, you know? Yeah. Like, like even my wife, Melanie, who I love more than anything, she knows that like, even she's kind of that way too, like where she likes to be at home, but she knows that, you know, we have to, we have to, do things in life you know i need to make money or we need to make money we need yeah. to go out we need to do stuff so this is kind of like uh it's a it's almost like our own therapy in a way mm -hmm. and it works out really well and it's been a long time you know coming so yeah. and years of your life where you've practiced it again and again and again right right so like i think when i first kind of like had this i felt very ashamed about it and that's why i didn't tell anybody mm. Um, I was in like counseling for many years after that. And I was on medication for several years after okay. that whole thing. And, um, I got to the point where like I had, I had a chemical imbalance in my brain. They actually could see that it was imbalanced. So they gave me medicine to mm. balance it. Mm -hmm. And after several years, I didn't need the medicine anymore. It just kind of stayed that way. But a lot of the anxiety was still there. I got it. You know, the, yeah. it's almost like a PTSD in a way where that like you're okay, but you're not okay. You know, kind of thing. Yeah. Like you're gonna you're not gonna just like die. I never had personally, I never had like suicidal thoughts. I know like my brother, my brother who really suffers with mental illness, and he still he still really struggles with mental illness, he had all sorts of thoughts. Yeah. You know, and he still does. Right. So I mean, for him it's like a real serious, like everyday super serious issue. Yeah. Yeah, I remember too, like if uh for that dynamic in the house. Right, you know, he he was such a a more prominent right force going more, on. He was more of the like, this is what's going to happen. He was really intense. Yeah, yeah. So it would, like affected our whole family. So it was really easy for me to kind of like just like go under the radar. Right, you know, because I wasn't really like that. And so uh, my whole thing was kind of like the coping with it was just like, well, I'm not like, I got it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I'm not like my brother. Right. That. Or my mom, who my mom had pretty intense like problems too, but like she she worked through them. Like she still does. She just works through them all the time. Mm -hmm. And um I mean my mom and myself, we get along. We all get along. All of our family gets along great. Um but we just have to know that this is like it's not I don't really want to say it's like a disease, but it's it's an issue that affects our everyday life. Right. Um recently I know they I heard from somebody that they changed uh, PTSD to PTSI, post-traumatic stress injury. Right. Because generally like that particular thing that happens doesn't happen unless there's some major thing that happens in right. your life to do. And so the other thing too, if it's a disorder, it kind of puts the stigma on the person like you can't ever recover, ever from, recover from it. But yeah. if it's an injury, it's like you can rehabilitate yourself from the injury, 
to and that a makes, certain extent to be able to go do. And actually, this again. is the first time I've actually heard that. And, and for me personally, that makes a lot of sense to me hmm. because that's how I really am. Like, I feel myself as like a person who had this thing happen to me and I dealt with it. Yeah. And I've been dealing with it and I do deal with it like, but it's not every single day. It's not this. It's a not a huge like I don't look at it like I'm. it's weighing me down. Yeah. I look at it like, okay, I got through it. Mm-hmm. Now let's move on and let's keep going. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I know, and this is not a slight towards anyone who's listening who has any kind of mental illness that they struggle with every day. Cause I know that it's a huge problem and it's a mm-hmm. huge issue. And I know that some people make fun of people with mental illness. And if you, if you are one of those people that have done that or even even thought about that, you have no idea like the struggle that it is like, you don't even want to get out of bed sometimes, Yeah, you know, or like I, when I was really depressed, really bad, I would stay at home. I wouldn't go to school. I would, I had a, I had a routine Mm -hmm. and I did the routine every single day. And it was like certain, you know, I get up, I do this, I would do that. I would watch certain programs on TV and Mm. I couldn't watch these certain programs. I even felt even worse. So, I mean, I understand like these kinds of things we do to kind of cope. Yeah. You know, but if these are like the realities that you're like people are suffering with, they really do need to get help. There's help out there for you. And it's important you have a friend that you can reach out to. And if you, yeah. if you feel that isolated, like there, there are people that care. Right. Totally people that care. Right. And I know like Brian, like he might be feeling a little, I actually kind of want to uh, throw it back to him for a minute because- I think he might be feeling a little slighted that I didn't tell him this sooner. No, I think what it did is I realized that there was a private place here. And, you know, think about this, guys. It's it's like, it's 31 years. Yeah. 31 years to be able to share that. <laughs> like, it's a process. Yeah. And so I'm I'm grateful that and honored that we've shared it in the room. You know, everybody's listening is going to hear this too. But like, this is two right. guys in a room right now having this moment. Having a real, a real moment, I think. Yeah. And, um. I also want you to know if you guys are suffering with this, if you're having problems, please reach out to somebody. Yeah. It's not the end of the world. I know you think it might be, but it is absolutely not. Um and you you have you have intrinsic value. Yeah. And you have worth and you have things that if you're still living, that there are things that you need to contribute to this world. Right. And I know that we've been inundated with this kind of stuff in our society like for years. But you, you do have help. So um, I think with that, I think it's a good place to kind of just put a comma, huh, Brian? I think so, too. If you're a friend, we never know all the things that maybe happen with our friends because we all have our own story that we're told. If, you, if you're a friend to somebody, keep being that friend because you don't always know the things that are going on with it. Until next time, this is Brian. And this is Josh. For Curiosity Continuum.
Thank you.